Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CME curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. So let's put that into practice with a quick case study. And this is based on a genuine case. A 75-year-old man presents to the ED. He's taking a Pixaban for atrial fibrillation, and he presents with an upper GI bleed. So he's been vomiting bright red blood for the last two hours, and in the ambulance he became unresponsive. We know he takes this Apixaban, but we don't know when he last took it. So it's presumed to be a few hours ago in the morning, but we we have no way of verifying that because he's not particularly uh, uh, conscious. His airway's patent, he's hypotensive with a blood pressure of 80 over 40, heart rate's 130, and it's irregular because he is in AF. He's vomiting blood actively, he's got a low GCS of 11. So what are we going to do about this patient? Well, we're going to do the basics, A, B, C, D, E. We're going to resuscitate the patient. So we'll activate the major hemorrhage pathway. That's what we would have, uh, and that would give us access to rapid blood products. Two large-bore large IV cannulas. We'll get our bloods done. We'll check the apixaban level as well. It's not going to help us immediately, but we're going to welcome having that level later. The hematologists are going to thank us for it as well. So remember to add that on. Replace the blood with the blood. So for this patient, hemodynamically unstable, large GI bleed, we'd give him O-positive blood. We'd get the FFP ready. We'd wait for the platelet count to see if he needs some platelets. And we'd call for help. We're going to need experienced help from gastroenterology, from radiology, and from hematology for this patient. We're going to need to secure the airway because this patient's actively vomiting blood and has a low GCS. So consider decompressing the stomach with an NG tube before we do that. Optimize the physiology as best we can prior to intubation and get our most experienced team on hand to do this very challenging intubation. Head up technique, we'll use a salad approach with suction, uh, as, uh, being prepared to go in straight away with the suction before we intubate. We'll use a low dose induction agent, high dose paralytic. And then having resuscitated the patient, stabilized the patient, controlled the airway, secured the airway, we're going to think about what caused it. So this is an upper GI bleed, we don't think it's an aortoenteric fistula because the patient's not got a history. Could it be variceal? Well, the patient's not got a history of varices. There's no stigmata of liver disease. We don't know that he takes a, a large amount of alcohol. So we're going to think about non-variceal bleeding in this case, I think, is our primary suspicion. And that means we're not going to give tranexamic acid. We're not going to give a PPI. We're not going to give a, a splenic vasoconstrictor. But we are going to arrange for upper GI endoscopy. So we do that in the resource room straight away. And that can help us because the gastroenterologists can often use hemostatic measures at endoscopy to help stem the bleeding. But we've also then in parallel got to think about reversing this patient's anticoagulation. So this patient is eligible for Adnex and Ad-Alpha. By the trial, uh, an exit in the UK, by the NICE recommendation. So it's indicated as soon as possible. So we set up for this. Um, I had not given Andexana Alpha to any patients. It's that rare a presentation. So I called the hematologist, the clotting hematologist, and they didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> they didn't know what Andexana Alpha was, the first person I spoke to. So that's how infrequently we, we use it. Every one of us is unfamiliar with this because it's a rare treatment. So it just shows we've got a, this is an important session for you to be at to get familiar with it. So what did we do? We did an endoscopy in the resource room. It showed gastric erosions, multiple erosions that appeared to be bleeding. 
We were all set up to give Andexin at alpha, actually, for this particular patient, but there was an interesting development. The contrast CT scan, we did a CT abdomen, it showed no active extravasation of the contrast. And this patient, remember, he had atrial fibrillation and was hypotensive, had large bowel thickening, and that was consistent with bowel ischemia. So we didn't actually give Andexin at alpha in this case. It was probably hypoperfusion that caused this rather than thrombosis. But, of course, now we've got the balance tips. The bleeding seems to be controlled and the risk of an ischemic bowel is, is clear. So we didn't actually give it in that particular case. The patient could stabilise. There was no further drop in haemoglobin. And um, we uh, take the, took the patient to critical care. So that's my case. That's a summary of how we manage um, the anticoagulated patient with life-threatening GI bleeding. Uh, the summary is we're going to resuscitate, as usual, with special considerations for A, C, and E. We're going to consider the cause, and we're going to reverse and replete as soon as possible. And we have to be familiar with the ways that we need to do that in patients and oral anticoagulation. Thank you very much. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is jointly provided by the University of Cincinnati College of Medicine Office of Continuing Medical Education, EMCREG International, and Total CME Incorporated. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com CME. Thank you for listening.